That number works for WhatsApp messages as well. 083-311-3311. Our Twitter handle is at TipFM Sport. Lots to cover on tonight's show. The headline in the examiner today. Kilroan into first Tipperary final in 36 years. Killadangan battle past Roman Inch. Lots of hurling action to reflect on. Don't forget indeed our Sports Star of the Month Award. We're looking for nominations now for the October Award. Uh, if you know of somebody who you think is deserving of this award for their exploits on the fields of Tipperary or wherever, sporting endeavour, over the course of the month of October, send us an email to sportstar at tipfm.com. That's sportstar at tipfm.com. We've had some great winners already so far in the months. People like Aidan O'Brien has won one. Um, uh, oh, God, if I start naming them now, I'll forget them. But uh, uh, Rachel Blackmore has won one. Lots of really top, top Tipperary sports stars have won those awards over the course of the last few months. This is in association with the Talbot Hotel in Clonmel and John Quirk Jewellers in Care. Sportstar at tipfm.com is the email that you need to use. Well, we're going to start with hurling. Uh, Kilran McDonough's 217, Upper Church Drumban 114. It's just hard to believe that it's 36 years since Kilran McDonough's made it to a Tipperary Senior Hurling Final. Uh, North and all North Tipperary Affair this year as Kilroan will be taking on Killadang. And let's get the thoughts of Liam O'Kelly, who's managing Kilroan this year. He spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle. I just need to go to sleep for, for a couple of hours. But look, it's fantastic. Um, we knew coming here today it was going to be a difficult game. Um, uh, Upper Church, a fantastic side on a massive roll this year. Won the football last week. Uh, we did see the football match, you know, and, and, and they beat a very, very good Lockmore team. So we knew the the battle we had here today, and the conditions obviously didn't help either team. But look, we haven't played well all year. We knew we hadn't played well all year. We, we sat down during the week. And we spoke about that that we were just getting through games, marginally tight games. But look, today the characters stood up, the players on and off the field. Uh, were just immense, really. The skill level was incredible there. You were catching balls out there in the first half, despite the rain, despite the conditions. And uh, your key players, your experienced lads, Niall O'Mara at six and Jerome Cahill, be him at full forward, or defence, excellent as well. Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, look, these are the guys you want to go to on the big days. And in fairness, both of those guys stood up immensely today. Look, I, I can't stand up for the good players we have in there. You know, I go down to 40 guys uh, last week. Uh, Christy, my coach, we're talking about uh, Rob Austin you know not seeing game time I have 25 Rob Austins in there they saw no game time all year and to me that, that that's where the, 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 the real winner for us this year is we have a massive group of guys in that dressing room there'll be 45 guys in there including physios and everything else that to me is what it's all about it's not about the 15 guys in the field while they're important hugely important on the day but it's about the guys all year that trained we trained 173 times this year so some of those guys in that change room were at every single training session and never saw game time. So that to me is what I'm all about as manager Killer One, was getting the group together, putting a, a structure in place and it paid off today. But look, we're only in the final. We've only won semi-final, like we've a long way to go yet. Five minutes to go there, Upchurch were still in the Absolutely. game though. That's Upchurch, look, that's a quality side. You know, they're football inside, they're physical, you know, Condition might have favoured him a small little bit maybe this morning I woke up. I, I can't comment on that. I know probably for us I, was, I, I, I didn't want the rain. But look, 
I can't uh, uh, compliment uh, uh, Liam Dunphy and, and, and James McGrath and the job they have done up there. Look, they're, look, they're club of the year already. If, if they never win a final, but hopefully they'll win the football final now after, after, after losing today. How are you fixed now for the final injury-wise? Your full back went off today. You know, big game in two weeks. Yeah, look, come this middle end of the season, you're going to have injuries, um, you know, as you go along. Unfortunately, Jack, you know, stalwart there, full back, um, you know, went off very, very early, you know, it wasn't ideal for us. But look, with a quality guy to come on, Seamus Tennessee, he goes on the field, it's two or three minutes, what's he do? Ball over the bar. That's the guy, that's the guy he is like. But look, Brian Amara came on there. He didn't score a goal today, but he was causing mayhem there for the last 10 minutes in the full forward line. Look, these are the guys on the big day that we want, like. Yeah, so it's all to play for now, yeah? Yeah, look, I'm sure next semi-final start in a few minutes, we'll, we'll watch that uh, with eager. And look, we'll, we'll turn up on the day of the final. We'll give it our, we'll give it our best shot. But just before I go, I'd like to say one thing. Today, uh, we're losing our SNC guy, Paddy Crindon. He, he travels to um, Australia on Tuesday. He had a pre-booked... Uh, pre the change of fixtures earlier in the year and um, he's done massive work along with Dan Finnerty who was our trainer who went to Australia a few weeks ago so I think it's very very important those two key guys I brought in this year they've been there, they've been there with me from, for, since last year and we're losing both of those for the final but notwithstanding that I'd, I'd like to acknowledge the work they have done in the club over the last two years with this group of players they're, they're, they're fantastic guys that's Liam O'Kelly speaking to Stephen Gleeson after their 217 to 114 win over Upper Church Drum Ban in the county senior hurling semi finals. Uh, we'll be reflecting on Killadangan's win over Drum and Inch as well, and uh, more on that Kilran McDonough's Upper Church match in due course. But uh, don't forget as well, there's obviously some in- Premier Intermediate hurling uh, played as well over the course of the weekend, and wins indeed for that. for um, for Ross Gray and for Gurton Hooglengool, Ross Gray overcoming Burgess and Gurton Hooglengool overcoming St Mary's. Uh, Liam England from Ross Gray spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full time whistle in that Premier Intermediate game on Saturday. Uh, thoughts, I suppose, uh, full of emotion after that, definitely, Stephen. Um, we knew coming into this game it was going to be a really, really tough battle, and it was that. Semi finals are always that. There was never more than two or three points in, in games either way. Um, so just delighted, absolute delight um, to get over the line and get to that final for the first time and uh, in a really long time for, for us, Grace. So, yeah, looking forward to the game in two weeks' time against Gordon Who. The first half, um, Burr just hit you hard straight away with uh, Stephen Murray, excellent for them. And uh, half-time, you were down, but not by a lot. In the second half, you really turned it around and got those scores. Yeah, listen, Burr just came at us uh, from the very start. I, I, I knew they would. Um, I think it took maybe a while for all lads to kind of get the grips of the game. It took us 10 or 12 minutes to get the grips of the game. But when we did, I think we started to open up. And as I said, I think that, that, that kind of five or six-point lead that Burgess had um, turned around to a three-point lead half time which we're kind of quietly happy with at half time after being down by, by uh, such amount before half time so yeah it was uh, it was um, a decent forest half after the first 10 or 12 minutes you cash and start a pint in the freeze then and Alan Tynan winning freeze I think he won six or seven freeze he was immense there yeah he was and he's probably our go-to guy a lot for puck outs and stuff like that and he definitely he stood up to the plate and Lukey to be fair himself as well it wasn't going great for my thought in the first half but definitely in the second half he rolled up his sleeves he got through a serious amount of work nailed his freeze like he, he always does and got a couple of pints as well on top of that so yeah really happy with the two guys and the rest of your team there Fitzpatrick was tightly marked and uh 
somehow found the room to get the points and you know your team has a nice blend now with Darren O'Connor leading the way in defence too yeah listen, to be fair to Burgess I thought they got them uh Matchups right in, in most cases. I think they definitely kept an eye on Ross Gray and the newer kind of danger men, and they got touched tight with the likes of Shane Fletcher and uh, Evan Fitzpatrick and uh, and Alan Tynan. So yeah, it was tough for the boys, but I think uh, when they got going um, and really came into the game, they were very hard to stop. And I thought Evan again was absolutely top class. To be fair to him, he, he's again like Alan in a half order and, and Georgie. He's kind of our go-to guy uh, as well, and he, he definitely stood up to play. And, and either to be fair, it's uh, Darren O'Connor at centre back. Uh, he's a kind of uh, elder statesman of the team, but he's a calming influence in all the boys and he's very composed on the ball and stuff like that and gave us a great platform um, playing that kind of plus one role in the, in the, for the game as well um, You're true now to the county final which is huge you lost a 1971 All-Ireland winner during the week Michael Hogan may rest in peace but like there's that desire there to get back they were Club All-Ireland champions back in 71 there's that desire for success it's big in Rosgrey there is and we're kind of a riding a crest of a wave in some extent in the locality with Shinron as well um, just over the road from us winning the county final last, last week in Offaly I know some of our guys will be very friendly with uh, the Shinron guys as well um, and they're, they're probably pretty envious after watching them over the last couple of days but uh, yeah on top of that Mick Hogan one of the legends of the club passed away unfortunately during the week but um, our guys our team came together for a guard of honour on Thursday night and I know the Hogan family were definitely delighted to see all the guys there and it's just a credit to them that they did show up and, and walk beside the coffin for, for Mick and um, nice passing. Uh, great final in store now with Gorton Hoot Lingool. Yeah, it's brilliant actually. Yeah, and I said we, we it was Gorton Hoot we played in the very first game of the year uh, down in Gorton Hoot in the league match, and it's amazing. Yeah, uh, whatever it is, five or six months later, we're meeting them again in, in the last game in the county championship. So listen, I know Gorton Hoot well, uh, and I know Jim, their manager, knows us well as well. So it's going to be a really, really good game, and looking forward to I think both teams will be. That's uh, Liam England from Ross Gray speaking after his side defeated Burgess in the Premier Intermediate semi-final and they'll take on Gurton Hoogland Ghoul in a fortnight's time one texter says Ron we'd be li- we would be delighted if you could please mention the hurlers of Grange Mokler Bally Neal who overcame a game Sarsfields team in the County Junior semi-final in Feathered on Saturday this young team played a lovely brand of hurling winning 121 to 17 points the parish is really looking forward to the County final against formidable opposition Upper Church Drumban in a fortnight's time that is Upper Church's second County final this year don't forget next Saturday next Sunday they're in the county football final against Clonmel Commercials and then they're in a junior A hurling final against Grange Mokler Bally Neal um, in that junior A hurling final what a wee year it's been for Upper Church Band, but certainly Grange Mokler Bally Neal will be looking to upset the party there and uh, maybe atone for their own intermediate footballers not getting to a county final beaten last week by Balna so lots to look forward to in the coming fortnight. Tom McGrath's on the line. How are you Tom? Good Ronan. Huge amount to reflect on over the weekend but let's start with senior hurling and Kilwan McDonough's 36 years since they were last in a county senior hurling final. I, I think I in the back of my mind I knew that stat but I'm still surprised to read it. Yeah, well, well, and see, I had I had forgotten this was that long, and um, you know, I was on the receiving end in the semi final, so I should I should have remembered it, but I would have thought they were in one since, but they weren't in it since actually. No, like and no, they're they're there and they're there this year. They're nervous, I think, to be to be fair. So, um, yeah, they're they're a team that I would have talked them up a little bit last week in the sense that I felt that they were one of the one of the more serious teams that Rockmore Castagne met last year on their way to the final and. The four goal John McGrath Salvo was the difference at the finish like but <clears throat> Kilron would have would have had a very sound game plan in that in that match and you know 
small small marathons done them for finish. I thought that day, like, but they've they've atoned for this year, and it's amazing, you know, that they're short one of their one of their top men, and they're still in the final. Yeah, that that is true. But let's just talk about the performances of Jerome Cal. He's turning heads. Uh, those of us who've seen him since he was an underage hurler aren't terribly surprised by the form he's in. Um, that's intercounty standard, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose. Like, but it's there'll be two decisions to be made. Like, it's I suppose the, select, the management team will make a decision. Well, <clears throat> does he fit into their plans? And he'll have to make a decision. Then does, does he want to be part of it? And look, I think based on what I saw yesterday, yeah, he has he has plenty to contribute. But like, there's decisions to be made. I suppose really, like, mm. and uh, yeah, he was the he was the man yesterday. Like, I mean, uh, like, there's not too many forwards around would have had the presence of mind to. Uh, no, he wouldn't be making little of Kieran Charts. Uh, Kieran Charts was striking that ball very quickly after getting it, but Jerome Kell was that little bit quicker with his thinking and had it in the back of the net before. You know, like it was, it was exceptionally quick thinking. But he's he's point scorer. He got I think four points as well and contributes to other scores. Like so, yeah, he's a central character for the ball, right? Yeah, and I think he had an upset stomach indeed at some stage during the match. So it just tells you imagine what he'd be like if he was in the full of his health. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, he was down at one stage, all right. I didn't know what the problem was like. So yeah. he, that 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 explains that. So like, but I'd say he probably. There's a few upset stomachs elsewhere. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, Upper Church have come to this stage in the competition, and they've been, uh, you know, even as one of our contributors has, has already said, there's a club of the year in Tipperary for what they've achieved. Uh, do you think they'll look back on this performance with a little bit of regret that they never quite got to the pitch of it? I don't know if they ever led Killeran. Uh, yeah, I suppose they will. They, they look at the word. They, they did start so all right, like, and then I suppose the goal was a bit of a setback for them, but they had to kind of, they had recovered it and then they got their own goal, but they, they didn't build on their own goal. A great individual goal from from Jack Butler, like, but they didn't, um, yeah, they, they just didn't build on that. Coming up to half time, they had the chance. I thought that if they had been able to, that was a key spell for them. Like the next, the, the, the spell between that and half time was where where it went away from them again. They didn't build on that goal. Instead, that killer on went down the other end and got a couple of points and then got their second goal. And yeah, that was something worth seeing. All right, the second goal was a, an absolute beauty miss, missile. Like. Key Darcy just absolutely buried it. That's it. Nobody, nobody saw it. Just saw the net move. That was all. Like. Again, you look at those players that Killeran McDonough have access to, and it's great to see Seamus Hennessy coming on. I know that he was uh, it was an enforced change when the when Jack the fullback had to go off. But like Seamus Hennessy, he's, he's just his presence. I think he's. Uh, I would imagine he's a real leader in that dressing room. I'd imagine most of Killeran lads look up to him. Uh, yeah, like he's 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 that he's that type of character number one. But he he leads by example. He's getting on ball. He's demanding ball. He's encouraging lads. And very rarely you'll hear you'll hear a, a word of criticism. So it's all positive. Like and that's how I suppose lads lads work. Like the, uh, their problem suppose now like is that they weren't expecting to have to replace. Well, no, maybe internally yes, they might have been. Jack Peters had a problem. I think coming into the match, all right. Like, but he wasn't the one that. He wasn't the one that should be expected to be finishing on the bench, like so. Whether he'll be, whether he'll be in the full of his health for the final, because they're going to need, they're going to need them all. I think. Come, yeah, come and, Sunday week, like, and they've no Craig no, Morgan. 
Yeah, but Seamus Hennessy is is is, is a big player, like, and in in a whole range of ways, because like, he's done he's done so much for him back along the years, and done so much, you know, with with county and that type of stuff. But he's he's born leader, like. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's uh, yeah. let's just flip into the Killadangan match uh, and Drummond Inch. Now coming down the chase, there was still only a puck of a ball between these two. I mean, there's a point in it at one stage. Got, went out to two points, dangerous lead as it went in, tapped into injury time. There was a very late goal that perhaps gave Killadangan a little bit of comfort that they didn't enjoy for 60 minutes. No, so there, was no there was nothing in it for a lot of the matches was really uh, well there was four points the spell again that spell coming to half time uh, Kildane got a bit of a foothold they pushed it out from a point out to four like and gave them a, they were in a, in a good position like and then they got hit with the, the Shane Callan's goal followed immediately by a point so suddenly two minutes in the second half you're level but I think Kildane showed their metal then that they they pushed on and the big spell for them, I suppose, was the fifth. The we said the, the start of the last quarter. They got it out to four points again, and it was only when when I think Drum really attacked them and went went for the game. Drum were playing overly defensive, I thought, like, and then when they went, they went forward and and pushed the game to Kildare, and they got got back to the point. And you know, they were near enough that they almost had possession, kind of sixty five meters out. Okay, it was a long way from goal on the sideline. That got turned over and it ended up with Dan O'Meara's goal and sure it was puck out was academic at that stage, it didn't matter, but the goal was was going to be a big but again, it was Drummond Inch got the goal but they didn't they didn't build on it, just Kildangan asked the questions after that spell, like, you know, and that's that's a good sign of Kildangan. They're they're experienced, they've been in They are what? three finals yeah. in four years, as opposed to Drum, which yeah. have kind of the you know, the Shea McCallans, John Ryan's coupled with the younger lads like the Campions so they're, they're, they're not quite the finished article in a way that Kildangan probably are the finished article Well I, I suppose like that Kildangan had the experience the Drummond Inch had the, had the younger fellas and the older fellas trying to blend them together but like they, they, they were nerve. I fancied I fancied Drummond Inch to win that match yesterday but no Kildangan have upped the thing a couple of gears from what they had been doing in, in their previous matches in, I've like only seen Kildangan once this year and that was against Lockmore in the opening yeah. round and I wasn't yeah, impressed was, but they're better now are you they? Yeah that was a kind of a sterile type of game too like say was, that again No but yeah it was there was nothing to excite the, excite one that night and sure both crowds looked to have settled for a draw but like a bit like two boxers are kind of square enough to each other and wondering who was going to make the first move and suddenly the game is over and nobody has made any move but uh, no Kildangan you know, won, all the, won a lot of tight battles and a little touch here and a flick there and they were content to just move the ball on that couple of yards every time and put the ball behind the drum fellas and uh, but to, to, to still there was nothing in it like part, uh, okay the scoreline would say there was four points but on the play uh, Kildangan will you know say the Maybe they were a little bit fortunate, but they're in the finals. Semi-finals are there to be won. It doesn't matter what you produce, but Kildane were definitely up a good bit from what mm. they were the previous round. And I think, to be fair, Drummond Inch were in a number of departments, but then a few other departments fell a good bit short of what they had produced in the previous round. I'd like to see a match programme from the North Final of 2018, because I don't think there's going to be too much difference in both teams between what we saw in an art final in 2018 and what we're going to see in a fortnight's time um, and both teams have been on the road over the intervening four years but Killadangan have the silverware that Killoran don't yeah and I sort of like that's um, it's just proof to people that we don't rehearse these things wrong but it had crossed my mind even yesterday to look at the Killoran team from the quarter final last year 
and then the Kildangan team from the final of 2020. Just see what changes. There's been a few changes. Uh, Kildangan would be, and all, all teams, I think, there'd be the small little changes that just don't, um, we don't notice them, but there's two, three, four lads coming in there the whole time. Like, and I mean, Brian Lockley was a big player yesterday. Okay, he was a big player in the in the final against Lockmore Castellani two years ago, but he had been replaced and brought back in and because the game went extra time, as I remember. But like, there's there's other fellas there too. I'd say that I don't think John O'Mara played in that, and, and Tom O'Mara is young. He's a younger brother then, and then then was then has been in and out of the team as well. And other than Jack, Jack Lockman was a performer that time as well. Like, so there are changes happening. On the teams, they just evolve with the years, like really. Yeah, no, it's 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 make, going to make for a fascinating final, Kildangan. I think so. I th- I think it's fascinating. I really think it is because they they know each other well. They know each other from playing in the North Championship no no more so than anywhere else. But I I just think they oh, share an extensive parish boundary as do. well. Like so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be um, what's this? There was a team up around Kilwan years and years ago. Was it Lahorna de Wet or something? <laughs> they went as, but um, I think. Where the handball alley is somewhere near Arapony, I think that the townsland there could be Lahorna. I could be way wrong now, but they'll somebody correct us if we're wrong or they'll say we're right, one or the other. But and whatever happened to Lahorna the Wets? Well, they they become they became Kilron McDonald's, yeah. Or or maybe someone went to Pokan, I'm not sure. But <laughs> like that handball alley is not far from the the road up heading up to Pokan. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, so there's a fair bit of uh, good bit of rivalry there now, apart from the fact that they lads we meet socially and they know each other being on county panels and underage things and all that type of stuff. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting 12, 13 days up there now, all right. Uh, just dip into Premier Intermediate because Ross Gray, bear in mind, these were one of the first ever winners of the All-Ireland Club Championship back in 71. Um mm-hmm. I think they'd always view themselves as a senior club up there and now they're in a Premier Intermediate final. Uh, impressed with Gartnahu, Glen Gould, I have to say, against St Mary's. Uh, so I, that's a 50-50 one for me. On the base, I haven't seen Ross Gray, but Gartnahu are battlers. Yeah, like, and and no, no little skill attached to them either. I, like, I wouldn't have seen much of them this year now. I'm in the mid-semi-final in the Premier Intermediate, all right, kind of Kenny turned them over that night. But they were they were a team that I thought had pushed themselves well when they came, when they came up into the we call it the full senior championship last year. They had a couple of good performances and it's a upper first round band in the in, in in the mid championship last year. Their game plan was was fairly simple, no no frills attached to it, and uh, they came up short that day. Like, but I think they were very pleased with their performance, and then they have stayed in the meantime in that. Later on, Stanley was involved in then, and he was—he's a motivational figure from in in the background this year. Like so, that's they have their they have their little causes to work and to motivate them. And good young fellas in there as well. Like, and I think Keane Hayes didn't play with them last year, whereas he's he's there this year and would be a good contributor as well. Like, so they can have a blend of youth and a little a bit of experience as well. They've been around. They've been around the block a bit, all right. Yeah, no, it'll make for an interesting final. One of those clubs will be senior next year. Uh, Aero Ganacarthy have lost their senior status. Um, Templeberry just, I think, goals win matches in this one and two goals in in the last quarter. Essentially, saw Templeberry ease, albeit gently, past uh, Aero Ganacarthy. Yeah, there was probably seven or eight points in it, but goals win matches. You say like, and it's very hard. You can see two goals and don't score one. It's very hard to win matches then, like, and particularly when you score them the last quarter. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, when they come towards the finish, you can recover from ones early on, like, but towards the finish, no. And I suppose to be fair, um, Anna Carthy have been have been working from fairly, you know, 
limited resources. They're they're they wouldn't have a, a very big parish, small small numbers, and that and they've been. And then they lose certain. Tom Fox as well. I mean, like, you know, he's he's yeah yeah. Well, you see, pivotal. You, you can't be afford to be losing losing players of that of that of that caliber because when the team hasn't the the depth of panel, I mean, to like. Kilroy yesterday lost Jack Peters, but that Seamus Hennessy to come in. Like, but yeah. there's not too many Seamus Hennessy sitting on the benches with the Andy Carthys or a lot of Andy Carthys of this world. So they can't afford to lose those players of, of that uh, of that importance and see out a match in that has enough pressure on it already without having to take the other extra bit of pressure as well. Like, yeah, and uh, in Junior A. Upper Church are in a county final. They'll be thrilled with that. They overcame, say, our Moyle Rovers in the yeah. Junior A semi-final. And in the other one, it was uh, Grange Moker Valley Neal overcoming Sarsfields. Yeah, like, and I suppose Grange Moker, look at them, I suppose the Upper Church lads are probably fed up from being talked about at this stage, but Grange Moker are probably in a county final. If they were told to be in a county final this year, I don't think they'd be they'd be going in they expect to be going in with Hurleys their first option that they would be going into Temple Stadium next Sunday is around 2 o'clock I'd imagine yeah. but that's not the way it has worked out and another dual club I mean that they're showing that you can you can you can do the two like and it's not always the one that you're that you're maybe more comfortable with that you end up getting but they'll they'll have a big they'll have a big task ahead of them I think in Super Church Super Church very very experienced and they they've lost a couple from the mid final win but they didn't lose anybody yesterday to off that junior team. No, so, they've Pat Short playing James Barry playing for that junior team. Yeah, like playing it, uh, Jim, one, Pat, so, Pat, Pat good, Short still has it like. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it like and uh, Maybe a little bit of bother with a few injuries and things like that, but he'll he'll contribute plenty. And like that's I thought would be an under senior team this year and a good contributor in that in that junior team is Lachlan Ryan. Yes, that's, he's a good 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 you know young youngish player we call him that. Like, but no no they're 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 a good they're a good team. Like, and they have good young fellas there as well. Like that are that have come up through the ranks. So it's going to be again. Uh, like we said about the most finals, it'd be an interesting final. But yeah. I think their finals at all will make will make compelling viewing because they'll be they'll be good to be come out of them all. Like, you remind me where how Salahed got on because I know you mentioned them to me. They won. They won. Yep. Yeah. It beat beat Sarfis, not which was a bit of a or sorry beat Drum and Inch and beat them seven or eight points. Like that was played last Friday night. Oh, that's right. Okay, I've lost yeah, touch with so, my 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 Salahed yeah, results. So, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, no, but we we did we did talk about them again. They were they were battling on two fronts and more renowned as was for their for the football next flight. Like, but they turned they turned bad fortune or turned adversity into good fortune. So they're there in the semi final now as well, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll go about it. Like uh, JJ Kennedy's on the other line. Um, I just put JJ through the system. Um, JJ, how are you? Hi, Ronan. I was going to ask Tom this question, but maybe you, you, did you see any of the under seventeen A final? No, 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 Tom. Did you see the under seventeen A final? No, I, I didn't. Uh, no, I was I was tied up on Saturday. But uh, like I suppose we kind of half previewed it last Monday night. Yeah. But um, yeah, Holy Cross were always going to be on a mission, and I yeah. believe it wasn't didn't hit the heights of the mid final. No, because uh, like Holy Holy Cross, Holy Cross went out with Hammer and Towns from the start. They 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 were on a mission. They had look. They had they had a bit. They had a, they had a bit of tragedy to deal with in the cup to the mid final. Now that. That would mean excuse either because I think McCarkey were McCarkey were were well the better team in the in the, in the mid final, but they had problems to overcome and like that they they were they were in the final and they were they were on a mission and they'll say mission accomplished at this stage. One would have been to spare, right? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Tom, I'll let you go. Thanks for your t- thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yeah.
Okay, Roland. Thanks Roland. indeed. That's uh, Tom McGrath joining us there. But JJ stays on the line. Good evening, JJ. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good, good. Roland. Sorry for throwing that under-17 match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a left, I, left curve. I was, in, I was in casual watching Mary's and the boys. So, so I couldn't. Yeah, and... But it's one of the problems with all these games. Yeah, I know. I, I just had heard so much good things about that under that mid-final between Holy Cross and my Karki. If I'd been able to bilocate as well, like yourself, I'd have probably wanted to go to, to, to that one but it didn't hit the heights I believe or understand that uh, the mid-final had but that's uh, two fine teams that's what I will say two really strong Holy Cross and Mike Harkey have produced two really good under-17 teams um, Yeah the, the, the extraordinary thing Ron and I I mean I, I, I missed the actual the, the mid-final as well but uh, I, I, it was incredible the number of people were saying you know McCarthy won the mid-final but Holy Cross are going to win this county final and uh, they seemed quite definite about it in advance uh, great, great, great words about uh, this particular Holy Cross team. So it probably wasn't a surprise, and, and I'm actually glad for them in a way because over the last number of years they've had several near misses at minor level at 121 and so on, but they've got the county finals and just haven't finished the job. So it's it's uh, it's one they deserve, I think, at this stage. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's talk about Kiladangan because one texter in Ballycommon says, "I must say that I'm a Kiladangan supporter. I'm constantly amazed by your complete contempt for Kiladangan." When reviewing hurling in Tipperary, I presume this is directed at me. I've no idea where the word contempt comes. I'll keep reading anyway. You, you spend more time talking about teams that get beaten than you do about a Killadangan win. It'll make it all the sweeter when you have to talk about us hopefully winning Dan Breen on the show in two weeks' time. So to remedy that for my listener in Ballycommon, I have nothing but the height of respect and praise for Killadangan and all they've achieved over the course of the last number of years, battling with so many teams and so many fronts. They even played senior football up to relatively recently. So fair play to Killadangan. But anyway, they beat Drum and Inch one twenty one to one seventeen. Your thoughts on this, JJ? Yeah, I thought uh, fully deserved, fully deserved victory. Um, it was a bit, uh, a bit nervy maybe at the end when when uh, Drum and Inch came back at them. You know, I think they went five points ahead at one stage, uh, and uh, then Drum rolled off four points. Suddenly, you're going into injury time, and it's, it's just a one point game before Danamara gets that that goal that just closes it out. But uh, I, I think on balance o- over the over the, the whole game, Kildangan were the better team. Um, from what I've seen of Kildangan in previous games, they 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 hadn't over impressed, and I mean that's that's just the reality of things. They were getting their winning matches, but not not certainly not at the pitch they were at two years ago. And uh, I think part of that was maybe even in the forwards. The forwards just weren't uh, weren't at the same level. Now I think maybe ominously for. Ominously for Killer One, I thought they were they were much better yesterday. Um, I mean, you just look at the scores yesterday. You had Sean Hayes pitching in with three points. You had Joe Gallagher with three points. You had all their forwards getting on the scorecard. Uh, Brian Malachny and nine points, five frees, four from play. Uh, good spread of scores. And uh, but look, I, at the, I, you, you talk about that forward line not 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 particularly firing, but like it's a fine six of Gallagher, Sean Hayes, Paul Flynn, Brian Malachny, Billy Seymour, Willie Connors. I mean, gosh. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we mentioned in a previous, in a previous, uh, previous Monday night that uh, they had the pieces just to put them together, uh, and uh, you know, you you have the players, you have the quality. They've they've done it before, so it's just a matter of, of they opened the tempo and, and getting back to that level. And and I think they they went quite a distance towards it yesterday. Uh, you know, Willie Connors is only coming back from injury, and I, I think he slowly worked his way back into it, and he was better again yesterday as well. Um, so they're they're. We're in a good position, I think. They're in a strong position, and uh, 
whatever will be talking them down, they're they're going to be they're going to be favourites for this final. No, I mean like everyone's been talking about Kildang and being finalists and possible winners of this since the first mm. ball was thrown in. Uh, but even people in Kildang would have to admit that their form so far has been somewhat patchy. But that said. They're peaking at the right time. There's no point being brilliant in, in August or early September. You need to be brilliant at the end of October. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all it's all about timing, really, and uh, just getting the pieces right at the right time and, and coming with a coming with a surge when, when it's needed most. And, and, and they're perfectly placed in that regard now. Um, you know, this this was a really good win over Drum because Drum had been the form team uh, during this championship. They, they'd looked, uh, their, their form looked the steadiest of all the teams going into the semi-finals uh, and that's perhaps why Tom was saying there that he, he advanced the drum uh, to do with yesterday but uh, they just came up against a better team I think on the day and, and, uh, and you know the gap was four points I, I would have said four points was probably a, a fair enough reflection on the game overall yeah. because drum, drum spent a lot of time chasing that match and let's not forget Owen Collins saved their bacon uh, at least twice in the second half uh, you know with, with, with saves that uh, in normal uh, might have gone past another goalie. And uh, I think there was another shot that came back off the crossbar on post as well. So Kildangan could have had two or three uh, more goals and which would really have closed out the game. So, you know, on, on balance, they were they were the better team, fully deserving of, of their victory. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting final against Kilroan, who uh, first final in 36 years, I've said it about three times on the show tonight, but it just still amazes me that it's taken that, the, the the mighty team that the club that we remember from the seventies so strong, uh, thirty six years to get back to a Dan Breen decider. Yeah, it's incredible. We're 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 getting old, Ron, and that's why we we, <laughs> we, we, we lament back to <laughs> Len and the boys. Yeah, we remember we remember those great those great Kilroan Kilroan team, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a long ways for for a club with that with that tradition behind them. They, um, you know, they I I just thought they were. I thought yesterday actually the difference was Jerome Cahill really. Um, I mean he was he was immense for them, uh, scoring one four, setting up another goal, setting up other points, just so so central to everything that they did, and uh, he re- he really was was the difference. Uh, Drum will oh, sorry, Upchurch will probably feel you know they feel disappointed today. They feel we didn't bring our best performance on the day, and and there's an element of truth in that. But I I, I just think as well that. When you look at their previous matches, that Upper Church probably met a team yesterday that was was a notch above anything they met previously in the championship, uh, and I think that showed when when they weren't at their very best, Upper Church were meeting a stronger team than they were familiar with, and uh, and it just showed. And, and Kilroan were very convincing winners, I thought of this one. Yeah, just a quick word on the relegation in Premier Intermediate. Carrick Swan will be thrilled to overcome that challenge from Kildang. Yeah, they, they, they will, and, and and I think a lot of other people will as well. That that you know the the South is suffering a bit uh, at times, and uh, they they need teams like Swan staying up at a high level there, not not slipping down the ranks. So I think it's it's a big 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 win for those for for for, for Swan to, to get out of that one. I think they would. Have been, I I fancy them to come out of it. Um, I, I saw them in uh, the game here in Bola, and I just thought they were very unlucky to lose um, in Silvermines. I think. Um, and uh, I was just figuring that, you know, that they just had enough spirit and fight in them that I thought they'd, they're not going to go down, that they're going to fight this relegation. And uh, the other disappointing relegation is also from the Western perspective, Brown and his world and McCarthy are, are gone yeah. down. And um, that's that's a blow. Um, the blow to the West, because the West are now in the same, same scenario as the South, with just one 
senior team uh, in, in Tenoti. So I don't know what they're going to do with the championship next year. Maybe something similar to what South did on this occasion. But that that's a blow. And I suppose in fairness, Anacarty has been they've been battling relegation. They've been firefighting for a number of years. And of course, when you do that, you're eventually going to going to get caught one year. And and uh, this was the occasion. Tipperary just had the measure of them. Let me just tell you that the draw has been made for the intermediate hurling semi-finals it's Money Gall against Gainerinke and Lara Dara against Drum and Inch correct me if I'm wrong didn't Money Gall pair up with Clonic Kenny to win the under 17B hurling final this yesterday or the day before maybe I'm wrong yeah you, you may there's so many games you yeah I think it was I think it was a Money Gall Clonic Kenny combination of Kame Gurton Hoogland Ghoul I'm Oh, I might be wrong yeah. on that but anyway somebody will text me if I'm wrong uh, but anyway Laura Dara who are the favourites for that intermediate title will face Drummond Inch Money Goal against Skeena Rinky it's a bit of a distance between Money Goal and Skeena Rinky as the crow flies isn't there? There is there is there's your, your opposite ends of, of, of the county um, yeah that's interesting I, I thought the, the Laura one was interesting because there were strong favourites coming into the weekend and um, we were listening to the results, of course, in, in, in Cashel as things were unfolding and suddenly they were behind and then it was level and, of course, it went, it went to extra time with the first again and they just about got through. That, that was a bit of a surprise. I, I still think they'd probably be fancied uh, against uh, Drummond Inch, Drummond Inch's second team in, in that particular semi-final. But uh, it, it'll be interesting, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Listen, we got to fly, JJ. Thanks for your thoughts tonight. I do appreciate it. You're welcome, Ron. Thanks indeed. That's uh, JJ Kendi giving us his thoughts on uh, events over the course of the weekend. Lots of people texting about the price to get into the old, to Semple Stadium, getting soaked, the old stand being closed, um, paying money for match programmes and etc. I'll come to them in due course if I have a minute, but I want to turn my attention to Camogie and I'm delighted to be joined by Dennis Kelly, who is indeed our new senior Camogie manager. How are you, Dennis? Hello, I'm good. Uh, you obviously were interested in a keen eye on the semi-finals this weekend, looking to see who might be knocking on the door and whose phone number you might be looking for to make a call to come into a panel, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, two very interesting games in the in the uh, senior championship this weekend. And look, there's games across the board. I've been looking at the intermediate matches and junior as well, so keeping an eye out for talent. There's loads of talent there, so it's just about pulling them together. So Possibly definitely. not a massive surprise that Drummond Inch will face Clonality in the senior Camogie final. Uh, not a huge surprise, but in saying that, uh, that Clonolty Cashel game was a real humdinger. Uh, very tight, you know, only a point in it and the finish up. And uh, that could have gone either way, like, you, you know, midway through the second half. Uh, it looked like Cashel were going to win. And then Casey Hennessy stepped up and got a cracker of a goal. And that kind of turned the table. But there was very little in that game. You know, that was real tight. Whereas the other one probably was a little bit more one-sided. Um, you know, uh, and the county got off to a poor start. Um, they were let in four goals early on and, you know, they were heading up in hill battle then. They fought to the end, but it was always going to be a big ask after the start they had. Yeah, I mean, Drum certainly have the experience, you know. They've been at this level for quite a while. So have Clonality, although Clonality, despite their the stars like Casey Hennessy and Court that, you met, you know, we know of, um, it was their first ever... It's only in recent years, if memory serves, they only got to their first ever county final. So... They've been at a county final before, not got over the line. I'd say they'd be keen to, you know, when they come into a final again, it'll be a different animal. 
Yeah, you'd expect that, and that's probably what got them over the line against Cashel the other day. You know, Cashel are coming with a nice young team, but you know, they had that little bit of experience, and you know, maybe bought a free or two, or just you know, slow things down when they needed to. And you know, it really shone through. Probably, you know, you had great leaders there in in Claude Quirk, and you mentioned Cot and Casey, and there's loads of good young girls coming through there as well. Emer Lukeman was there as well. You know, so they have good county experience there. But there's a few nice young players coming through for them as well. So they have a nice balance at the minute. And, you know, while it, it could be a tough ask to, to dethrone Drum, you know, they're in a good position to challenge fairly strongly. I mean, it was a repeat. It's this, I think this time around it's a repeat of last year's final. And Drum were comfortable enough last year. Uh, yeah, they were comfortable enough in saying that maybe, you know, uh, Claude got a penalty last year and had it gone in. At a, at a crucial stage in the second half, it could have been a different story. You know, it wasn't a, a walk in the park for Drum. But instead, you know, Drum are going for four in a row, and you don't do that too easily in any in any uh, at any level. So you know, they have a bit of experience, but also this year they've expanded their panel a little bit. You see now the likes of Michelle Short and um, you know um, a few more coming off the bench rather than starting. So uh, that's a, a bit of a difference. Uh, Joanne Ryan as well; she's only coming off the bench, and they're starting younger players so they've, they've increased their, the size of their panel this year which I suppose they needed to do after losing out the Munster Championship last year And just on the intermediate are we at final stage there? Yeah we're down to semi-final stages oh, there so you have they're coming up next weekend you have Killer One versus Boris and Shannon Rovers versus Newport and the Hinch so there'll be two mouth-watering uh, uh, games as well I expect Dennis I just want to wish you the very best of luck for your tenure uh, thanks, thanks very much and uh, you know I'm sure you have the support of everyone in the county and uh, you know when things settle and you know we might have a chat in the early new year before we start getting serious yeah that'd be great thanks All very right, much take care of yourself Dennis and thanks Thank for your you. time that's uh, Dennis Kelly joining us there our new Tipperary Senior Camogie Manager lots to come lots of texts coming in as well um, in relation to lots of things over the weekend uh, 4 euros for a programme uh, is is something that's annoying people uh, 2 euros for a set of fixtures uh, one club charging 2 euros for the club lottery in order to get team sheets for an under 17 county final the word disgrace using that anyway we'll take a break we'll have rugby in a second Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk well, the rugby season is well underway in full swing across the county with AIL Games, Munster Junior League. It's all happening. And one team that are really started the season so, so impressively is Nina Ormond. And they had a super win uh, this weekend. Watching it for Tip FM was Tom Conway, who's joining me on the line. Hey, Tom. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? I mean, it's an impressive start for, um, for them because uh, they're only two points behind Queen's University now after that home win against uh, Barnhall. Yeah, and I think what has been most impressive is the fact that they've managed to translate pre-season form into actual performances in the AIL. Obviously, they had a big victory over Gary Owen in the pre-season in the Munster Cup competition. They've managed to continue that momentum or extend that momentum into the AIL, and it was visible on Saturday. There's a real sense of confidence about this team now. There's a real atmosphere around the club, around Nina, I mean, Lissatoni, Nina Orman's ground is buzzing, and you could really sense that. There is, I think, a newfound belief amongst the players and the supporters that this team is going somewhere. Well, what's interesting, I think, is that they 
didn't have the best season of all last year and they struggled a little bit at the base of the table, but they were did enough to stay alive. But what they have done is they've always invested in youth up in Nina and they're looking to translate some of those younger players into their senior team. They have, yeah, they have. And the likes of John Comfy, a couple of players a couple, and a couple of other younger players, younger recruits, have actually made that step up very quickly. Now, obviously, in rugby, it can be difficult to throw younger players in at the deep end because there can be physical disparities and physical differences. But particularly Coffey, who's a tight head prop, you know, he seems to have adopted really, really well. And on that note, I think the Nina Pack have performed particularly well in the two games I've seen them so far. The Pack last year had been a little bit disjointed, probably lacking structure. They seem to have got their act together over the summer. Really impressive again on Saturday. secured a lot of kind of vital turnovers at vital times. And that obviously gives the foundation for Nina's backs to run because Nina's backs can be really threatening when they get the ball in hand. It's such a great place to watch rugby out in Lissatunny and I've enjoyed some great days there myself. And I like to hear the fact that there's a buzz around the ground again because it's a marvellous place if there's a Friday night game or if it's a Saturday afternoon game or even in the old days when we used to play on Sundays. Really, really great place to watch rugby and I encourage anyone in North Tiberi to head out there if they're, particularly as they're going to watch a winning team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there is that sense of optimism in the club now. I mean, look, it would be premature at this stage. It would probably be a bit reckless to suggest uh, promotion and playoffs. We well, Cashel have got something to say about season. that as well. Sorry? Cashel are going to have to say something about that as well, because bear in mind, we're on the cusp of the Tipperary Derby. Yeah, and that is the big thing. But those thoughts will be circulating in the minds of, I think, Nina folk, certainly, and probably people in Cashel as well. There's kind of a new point of belief and it's brilliant for tip rugby because obviously rugby at club level in Munster is dominated by the, the kingpins from Limerick and the likes of Cork and that and those clubs down there. So it's brilliant to see rural clubs kind of thriving and, and you can sense that in Nina and it comes right up from the underage ranks. Well, Nina um, are second in the table. Cashel are third. Cashel uh, had a good, really impressive uh, 32-9 win over UL Bowes in their weekend game. And I think next weekend it is Cashel against Nina, which, I mean, it doesn't require anything from you or, you or me to sell that one. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's a real spectacle. And there is what's nice about it is that there is no animosity between the two clubs. It, there's a real warm relationship there. And I think a sense of a sense of pageantry, a sense of fanfare to the occasion when when they both meet. But it will be very interesting because if you look at it, both clubs are on kind of a, have started off on a winning footing now. Neither of them will want to lose that momentum. Uh, now, Nina came close to it the other day. I mean, it was only a last-ditch penalty from James Finn which secured them the win. But they were probably the better side on balance. And um, so it will be very interesting. It, it, it's going to be a real titanic clash because you know, it'll be blood, sweat and tears from either side. But there should also be good rugby players, good rugby played. Like, I haven't seen Cashel play, but I know the brand of rugby which Nina play now. And it is quite a flowing, expansive brand when they get the ball in hand. It's entertaining to watch. And, and that is great because that helps to attract players and, and younger players into the club.
No doubt about it. In Division 2C, there was a defeat for Clonmel. They went up to uh, Oma and uh, picked up, um, didn't even get a losing bonus point. 24-13 it finished to Oma, a game that Clonmel might look back on with some regret after their good win in the opening weekend against Middleton. They have Tullamore up next in uh, in Clonmel, which should be a very tight affair indeed. Uh, As always, Tom, it's good talking to you and thanks for your contribution tonight. Thanks very much, Ronan. Enjoyed it. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel, formerly Clonmel Park Hotel, multi-award winning wedding specialists with state-of-the-art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. Yeah, don't forget your text numbers 083-311-3311. Laura has been on with a long text which goes, Hi Ronan, just on money for matches. It's extremely unfair on our older generation who can't purchase a ticket to see a local amateur sport because they don't have a debit card. Our club sold tickets for cash in the clubhouse the week ahead of games purely to allow these people to go to games but they shouldn't be made to feel left out. The excuse from the county board was that it was a directive from Crow Park to go cashless. Yet in Thurless when I went to buy a programme with my card I was told they couldn't take it because it was cash only it's a fair point if it, if you can buy a programme with cash why can't you get in with cash good question I'll, you say but there's more a man from another club was turned away at the turnstile for not having a card to pay cash is legal tender in the country and the Covid excuse is long gone there's a couple of things to pick from that Laura and I'm not going to defend the county board but what I will say is in fairness to the county board treasurer he is often at pain to say bank charges are killing us and when you lodge cash you really are getting hit hard from the banks for lodging cash. There is a huge argument to be made for m- encouraging, and so far as we can, people to stop paying cash just to reduce bank charges. That's just dead money as far as the county board are concerned. They're losing money by lodging cash into a bank. That's the cold, harsh reality of the way banks behave nowadays. And in fairness to the treasurer of the county board, I think he's trying to encourage as many people as possible to uh, to pay by card, buy their ticket online beforehand so that there isn't cash being handled. There's also a security issue of cash being handled. Uh, but I think bank charges are crucifying us. And yes, you make a point about how you can pay cash for programmes which obviously nullifies the whole cashless argument. You are right. Um, But anyway, that's one reason why there is such a move towards a cashless society. It's not just the county board's fault. Blame the banks. Barry Ryan is on the line to talk soccer. How are you, Barry? Ronan, how are you? I'm really well, and I have no idea where I can start because there's so many highlights from this weekend to talk about, so many outstanding performances. And I'm going to start somewhere where people won't expect and just say, the Rovers. What's that about? Yeah, do you know what? It's funny with CSL. You kind of mentioned it about Banshee the other day, you know, that that would turn at some point. And look, we have had such a difficult time, a 9-0 reversal up in Turles, you know. And to go from there um, and to go and get a big 2-0 win in the Munster Junior Cup, um, I suppose, look, unexpected, but it, it had been a venue. Scarce, always a difficult place to go. So look, um, fair play to them. You know, and Willie's, Willie's run of form was so good and B was so bad but somehow they turn it around but that's cup football as well isn't it it is but like this is a wilderness team which will be disappointed with that result having been 3-0 down against Clamell Town 
and got it back to 3-3. Three, three. Now, granted, that was at home, although, you know, <laughs> you can throw a stone from one ground to the other, so home advantage, yeah, I'm not so but sure. you know what, and we, we touched on it in the analysis of that game, in terms of Willies and Cometown, it was really open, and both teams probably very expansive in the way they were playing, and when you go up to Scart, up to Clahine, it's a difficult side of the game, the pitch is tight, it's a little bit bumpy, and B, you're going to test you physically and stuff as well, and I don't know that that suit the way Willies play at the moment and stuff like that, so um, I think, you know, maybe they fell victim to a little bit of that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the other outstanding performance, perhaps, Tumal Boris getting that win, although it went to penalties against Cashel Yeah, and look, it was another really typical cup game. Boris were 2-1 up, looked like they'd done enough to get over the line and conceded with the last kick of the game for a two-all draw. And normally when, you know, you're the team that concedes that, that last kick of the game, you get undone in extra time or penalties, you know, that feeling of you missed your chance. But no, fair play to them, a young Boris side. And they stuck with it, went to penalties, and Engels Mickelson, the goalie, saved three of them, and he was the hero at the end of the day. Yeah, great win for them. But I suppose the one that everyone looked at initially as the tie of the round was in Cook Park, where two former winners went up against each other, St. Michael's and Clamell Town. And St. Michael's have an Indian sign over town. There's no two ways about it. Uh, I thought when town equalised after Jimmy Carr opened the scoring that this might make a right battle of it, but Michael's just had the... They just know how to win cup games. Yeah, and you know what? I look at South Casco again, the big game in Tipperary, Town and Michaels. And I saw someone actually screenshotted me a tweet on the Friday or the Saturday of someone predicting a nil nil draw. And it was the one result, maybe of, of days past, where you might say that's a possibility in that particular fixture. But not anymore the way both teams are playing. St. Michaels are quite offensive um, this season under Johnny Cremins and Michal Byrne and Edo. And Clamwell Town are very expansive now in the way they're trying to play as well. So that was always going to lead to goals. And it was four goals in the open half an hour. Um, but yeah, town equalised, uh, and then within sixty seconds gave away a penalty, and it was two one. That and must break the hearts, though. Like you do yeah. all the hard work, you know. But you know, people say it's a cliche. You know, you're at your most vulnerable when you score. But it's actually very, very true because you've got that high of getting the equaliser, and you need those couple of minutes to come back down. And unfortunately, Lee Costello makes that challenge. Maybe when there is a bit of a buzz uh, sweeping through the team, they've just equalised. And look, that's football, and it happens. And look, only for Evan Comerford coming up to half time, it would have been four or five. But the one thing I take from it, and I know Clamwell Town definitely take from it, they were the better team in the second half, uh, and they showed a bit of resilience, and all of a sudden took the game to St. Michael's in the second half. And I think that's the influence of Ramey Condon um, in particular, and Robbie Kennedy, uh, lads who have kind of been around a long time in town teams that have won a lot, um, and they didn't die under, you know, they didn't die under the pressure of, look, three or four, three down, this is going to be five or six. And I think they'll take that to Charles this Sunday, because I know those players as well from being in that dressing room, an absolutely brilliant uh, bunch of players so I think the, the, the tie it around next Sunday in the FBI Junior Cup will be Clamwell Town and Pete Phillips Well you've got if you just look at two ties in the FBI Junior Cup you've got Clamwell Celtic against St Michael's on the bypass you've got Peak Villa against Clamwell Town in the Tower Grounds which means that one, two of those four are gone when we're talking next Monday night Yeah and and any of those four would have been targeted being in the last 32 last 16 you know and, and I'd go further than last bigger. 16 Barry yeah, well, look, Michael's, Michael's in town certainly be looking at it. Celtic have to have an only came up. He's been a, a quarter-finalist last year. So, yeah. yeah, it's carnage. It's absolutely it's, carnage in terms of the draw. Yeah, the draw hasn't been kind. There's no two ways about it. Uh, some other notable results from that uh, Munster Junior Cup. Uh, you, you, uh, Peak Villa had a good 3-1 win away to Latin Cullen. We mentioned town Michael's bench. Celtic put nine past Clarehan. Peak Villa B beat Galbally United. Interesting result that. And V Rovers against Wilderness. Just dip into Division 1 for a second. Old Bridge. 
going up to Tipperary Town and beating St Michael's uh, that's a hell of a result for the bridge and then you've Care Park up on doing all sort of known form by beating Tipperary Town yeah, and Tipperary Town have been the one bit of consistency in the first division. Maximum points coming into this weekend. Um, you know, but Care are another team who are just so Jekyll and Hyde. So many good players in Care. Always have been. And I think GA obviously is a hindrance. And obviously we talked about last week about Armwall save and Care and surviving relegation. I would imagine a few players may be filtered back in now. Um, and they'll get a little bit stronger as it goes. But a huge result. And then Oldbridge, I suppose. One thing about Oldbridge is you can never discount them. They can lose a couple of games, but it never feeds into players leaving or players not going. Every week, they just keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, And they're a team that, that, you know, you never worry about them being relegated into Division 2. They always do enough in Division 1, if not for a promotion push, but more than enough to consolidate. Yeah, just a very quick preview on Peakville against Town next weekend because... Uh, On form, I suppose there's very little between them. How much will home advantage count on this one? Look, I think I think Thomas Howard would much rather be in the complex. I feel I'd be delighted to be in Turles. Um, this is a game I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm going to go to it on Sunday afternoon. I think it will, I say this without any fear of contradiction, it will be a goal fest. Uh, you're talking a 4-3, a 5-4. This will be an absolute goal fest on Sunday. I think Comatown wants to be expansive now. Going to Turles, though, you won't outplay Peak Phillips. So they're going to have to have a little bit of a niche in how they go about it. Uh, but Comatown will certainly attack. Peak Phillips will go front foot, all out attack. That's the way they play. Uh, and there will be goals at both ends. This will be a brilliant advertising for junior football on Sunday. Barry, fair play to you for talking it up. We'll talk soon. Thanks a million, Ryan. Not at all. It's Barry Ryan with his thoughts on events in the Tipperary Southern and District League, Munster Junior Cup, etc., and FAI Junior Cup to come next weekend. Uh, under 17B, Moneyball, Moneygall, Clonic Kelly beat Gartner Hoogle and Gould by four points in the drum, 16 points to 1 9. Thank you, Michael. Eno Connor was the producer. Dan was on the phones. We'll talk to you next Monday night. Good night and good luck. Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk. 